FMX Network Production. You cast me, I'll complete me till death do all part. What's up, guys? It's Alex Gray, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Wrap Up Show. That's all we need is more fake news, Pulp MX bullshit. It's quality, not quantity, all right, man? Welcome to the Pulp MX Wrap Up Show. This is Dark Side from the Moto X Pod Show. This is the number one wrap-up show in the moto industry, where each week, myself and a couple guests wrap up and discuss the good, the bad, and the janky in that week's Pulp Mech Show. But before we get started, I want to thank all the sponsors who've come on board. Guts Racing, Michelin Bicycle Tires, Seal Savers, and Motosport.com. I appreciate all the help and support from those great companies, so please use them and support them. Also, feel free to reach out with questions, comments, or critiques by emailing me, darkside at pulpmex.com. All right, let's wrap this thing up. You guys hear that? That's silence. That's the sound of no medals won at the W World Vet Motocross Championships. I'm Darkside, and this week on the wrap-up, we're going to talk about a lot of the weekend events at Glen Helen. But first, got to get introduced to my guest. On the phone, he's my boss. He's my friend. He was my coach. He's from Vital MX. And tonight he's brought to you by Guts Racing, Michael Lindsay. What's up, ML? Man, I, I think adding coach in there is a little bit too much. There was a few nuggets of information giving and just a lot of you suck. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Next up, he's a few years away from racing the Vet Nationals from Team <laughs> Only Fans. Brought to you tonight by Seal Savers, my boy, Logan Carnow. What's up, Logan? What's going on, man? Not a lot. Not a lot. We're excited to get into this episode. This week, it's episode show 523, the Metal Up Show, post-vets race with Galdi and Newfin Studio. On the phone, we had Chris Kiefer, John Anderson, myself, Jason Thomas. I guess first up, Logan, uh, thoughts on this show? I, I always love the post-vet uh, shows. They're hilarious every time. But not a lot of drama this time. Not not even a rant. So what do you think of this week's show? I actually really like this show. I'm a big fan of Galdi and Noof. I think they're they just feed off each other and I think it makes the show really, really funny. Um I've had the pleasure of having a couple long nights with Galdi. I've never actually <laughs> oh gotten with gotten together with uh with Noof, but I mean Galdi likes to have a good time and actually right before I got on the phone I I just finished uh, listening to the episode, and I went back and watched that video of him from Pit Bike of Nations. Like, my God, that shit was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. He was he was had to have been blacked the fuck out. Like, he uh, couldn't even roll over a jump. That, that's so funny. Though. Well, I, I think it. he did say he, he didn't remember a lot of it, and they played some of that video on the YouTube feed to, so that people <laughs> could be you know reminded of how it went. Uh, Michael Lindsay, I guess same question for you on the show. What do you think? And, and with some of the stories that we heard from Noof that we can't repeat – Makes me wonder about some of Logan Carnell's stories with with Galdi. I mean, uh, but what did you think of the show? You know, you were at Glen Helen with me. How was it for you? Oh, it it was funny. We were joking about it a lot over the weekend because like nothing was really going that wrong. It's like, oh, show show's gonna be a little light, boys. Like, it's <laughs> gonna complain about. What are you gonna talk about? And I guess I kind of like underestimated, and forgot how good Galdi and Newfar and they can. Dude, nothing could happen, and those two could carry a five-hour show. Like they're they're absolutely awesome. I mean, we experienced being around them all weekend. It, yeah, it's pretty endless with those two. It's uh, 
it goes, uh, you know, they're just so close. It goes from the, the good moments, like buddying up to full on shitting on each other the next second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I was text talking to you yesterday and I was like, yeah, I don't know that I'm going to pull that much audio. It's just a lot of Glenn Helen talk. And then as I was pulling audio, I think I ended up pulling like 10 pieces or actually I had more than that. I just didn't, couldn't even use it all. So yeah, the show, even after listening to the show, then going back to it, I didn't, I forgot how like, I was surprised at how good it was, how much content they made out of no, no like professional racing, just a bunch of hanging out at Glen Helen and, and yeah, stirring the pot. So before we get into 523, though, the first thing I want to touch on was the, the first thing that Steve touched on sympathies to the Gibbs family with the passing of Coy. I never had the chance to meet Coy. Logan, you, you said the same a moment ago that you really never had a chance to meet him, but like, just seems like a great guy, give you know, a ball buster, like all of our buddies, uh, very giving an innovator in the sport, man, just, I'm so disappointed that I never got a chance to meet him, Logan. And, and Michael, I'm going to get to you in a second because I know you did spend some time with him. But, Logan, what was your feelings on just what you heard from the guys in studio and Weege calling in about Koi? Yeah, it's a, it, it's a huge bummer. I, I never got the, the honor of meeting Koi. And, but listening to some of those stories was, was pretty cool about what he did with going from the airport with that random couple. And, you know, it just seems like he was such a, a successful person, but you know, didn't act like it towards other people. And I have so much respect for that. Yep. Nothing that I can stand more is when somebody who's very, very successful acts like they're very, very successful. Yeah. And I think it's really cool how he, you know, just wanted to help a bunch of people and, you know, grew our sport. And even when it, it got bad with them, like they still wanted to be a part of the sport and yeah, I don't know. It was just a, a huge, huge bummer and yeah. Prayers out to their family. Absolutely. And in a moment, I'm going to play some audio. And just so you guys know, it's about six minutes. I'm going to play all the audio that Steve pulled from previous shows because I think it's worth playing again. And just some clips, some highlights of them talking about Koi. So in a moment, we're going to get to that. But Michael Lindsay, again, you had a chance to meet him. You spent some time at JGR. I believe you got a tour of the NASCAR shop also with Koi. What did you think, you know, just what was the vibe you got from the times you got to spend with Koi? Well, listening, everybody will find out, you know, if they hadn't watched the show, if they're just listening to us, they'll listen to the audio and everything Steve and Weech say is, is so spot on. And it's funny listening to them talking about him just, again, busting everybody's balls, getting everybody's shit. I, I wasn't that close to him compared to those guys, of course. I, you know, hung around their truck a decent bit. Um, Spence guys on the team, a couple guys were good buddies of mine. So had some interactions with Koi. Um, yeah, did the tour with him, spent some time with deal and, yeah, just matched up ball buster, but just way I'd watch him handle guys and even something he personally, it's a small thing, but something did for me. Like, yeah, he's, he goes out of his way for, again, his upbringing and everything. He, he really seemed like a dude that looked out for everybody and knowing a lot of the guys there, even during the turmoil, like him finding them different jobs, wherever. Yeah. He's a, he's going to be missed. And it's, it's really gnarly. If you don't, follow nascar other than the fact that he passed something small touch on like i I feel no matter what you would feel terrible for the family but specifically his son ty is just going through the worst ups and downs of racing right now ty uh won the xfinity title only hours before his dad passed away um biggest championship of his career he's moving on to their cup team next year filling kabush's spot which is a big deal but he's been kind of surrounded in controversy this year. Um, some pretty like negative incidents on the track. Wins the title. I mean, mixed bag of emotions between me and Boo, but still a big moment for him. 
um, like I said, a lot, a lot he's heading towards. There's just a lot going on in his life, and to literally celebrate with his dad and lose him hours later, I, I can't fathom it. It's it's so just it's so depressing for him. Yeah. I, I feel so bad and hearts and thoughts and prayers and all that out to um, the Joe Gibbs family and uh, to Ty and you know Koi's um, wife and his, their other kids and such. Absolutely. Well, we're gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and play the audio right now. Uh, again, it's about six minutes, but I found it all very entertaining and enlightening into the person that Koi was, and I think it deserves a replay. So here we go. The motocross industry lost uh, a real, real special person uh, yesterday uh, in Koi Gibbs. Uh, JGR MX uh, owner Koi Gibbs, of course, had a team for 13, 14 years or something in industry and uh, moved transitioned into the NASCAR after his brother's uh, passing away. Uh, and more than anything, man, I, I'm going to miss him. He he was a good friend of mine. Yeah, this one hurts. Did he ever love to bust anybody and everyone's balls? Didn't matter who you were. I honestly <laughs> feel like he spent all this money and all this time and all this effort on a motocross team just to have people to bust balls with. <laughs> I think that might have been his entire motivation. He grew up wealthy. He grew up privileged. He grew up, you know, like all of that, which is fine and great. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. that's great. We he never acted like it he never told anybody i feel like coy knew that he had been gifted this great position in life and i think he really enjoyed sharing these experiences and what his privilege gave for him and sharing that with others he was always thinking outside the box think about uh having everybody move to north carolina early on and yeah. train with his trainer he'd tell you something that was mind-boggling and i'd be like that's there's no way and he's like, no, it's common knowledge. Just not a lot of people know it. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> uh, uh, Bundy, who uh, you, you guys probably know, is Nate, Nate, Nate the Ramsey, Nathan the old mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Bundy was part of the engine shop at JGR for a long time. So he kind of gifted Bundy. He's like, hey, we don't need a retail operation anymore, but you can have all of the stuff, all of these tools, all these dinos, all these parts. <laughs> Take it. Start your own business. No questions asked. You don't owe me any money. Wow. You know, I, I feel bad that I don't need to do this anymore, but that doesn't mean you need to be out of work. And then a couple of their employees went over there too uh, from that retail operation. And again, like I think he was pumped if they had success. What about the media in NASCAR? Are they more professional than us? <laughs> they actually have degrees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. I'm sure, I doubt they have degrees. Come on, Coy. Uh, I'll, I'll put a list together. I promise you they have degrees. At one race, you told me to get out of your truck you told me you told one of your riders to not talk to me uh in the middle of an interview and then you threw a water bottle at me and i had enough i, I had enough i sent a letter to hr at joe gibbs racing that, i see I, I remember that that was awesome i sent an email and said i'm a you know respected member of the press and this is all the things that mr gibbs did to me and, and you know, I, 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 you know, I want some some action taken, and I never heard back from HR. I don't know if did anything, did anybody seeing, get anything happen? Seeing, seeing how I head up HR, it didn't go very far. Yeah. Huh? yeah. The reality of it is, I have to work on this side because I can actually make a living over here. Yeah. <laughs> And if I could, if I could make a living running dirt bikes, I would do it. But I have failed for ten years, so now I'm stuck over here, and I don't get to go to many races, and it, it's not as fun. But uh, I do miss going. I tell my children this all the time, and maybe I'm a horrible parent for saying this, but I'm not about wasting time. So, 
if if you suck at one sport, we're going to find another one. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to kind of go through everything till we figure out what you're good at. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're not wasting our time. It's amazing that the AMA doesn't crack down more and find more of these people. It's, it's such a stringent organization. It's amazing. <laughs> it's <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going there. <laughs> oh, you guys would battle. It was great. It's fantastic. <laughs> old Davis. Yes, old Davis. Every, the, the funniest time was like he walked out the one time he must have had three hundred of those magnetic stickers on his body. <laughs> <laughs> and he probably just ran like crap. And I said, you might need to put another three hundred on because we got to run a little better than that. <laughs> Phil, don't even bring up Phil's name. He's Phil. a dirt. He's a dirtbag. Well, he's second in the points right now. He's he's up in Canada. He's got yeah, a, the last the last time I talked to Phil. Besides, he, he accused me of trolling him online. He did. Like, <laughs> well, you were you were trolling him online. I didn't know what a troll was. I didn't go look it up. <laughs> <laughs> what did he send me a text? Something like, "Hey, wait, wait away, wait away at me, you a hole." And I, I guess I was pulling out of the park. He lives right down the street, oh, yeah. and I didn't see him. And he was waving at me, and he was mad. I said, "I didn't even see you." Oh. I actually got to eat lunch with him. Oh yeah, a couple months ago. Yeah, I walked in the grocery store, and you're sitting down there eating. Uh, so it was fun. I love Phil. Uh, Logan. So again, right, not knowing the guy, but just listening to that, you can hear the enjoyment. The, the personality, the, the humor, the, the obviously all the laughing, just, man, it, it, yeah, it's very sad. It just bums. I'm so disappointed that I never got to meet this guy. Like to have my balls busted by him would, it just seems like a class act. Yeah. He seems like such a good dude. It seems like somebody that I would get along with because yeah. I mean, I do the same shit like everybody I hang out with, like all I do is just talk shit, but it's all out of love, you know? And yeah, like I said, just a, just a horrible thing. And yeah, prayers out to their family again. It's uh, tragic. Yeah, we didn't. I didn't really play any of the stories. I'm, I'm sure most of you have already listened to the show. If not, there's some great stories with Weege. Uh, and, and then I kind of did play a little bit of the audio of him giving away a bunch of equipment to Bundy, one of the mechanics, to that he's like, yeah, I just don't need it. You know, you go start a business because we're closing the shop down, Michael. I mean, nobody does that. Like, that's that's absolutely unheard of. And then I know you have a couple stories. I think you, you mentioned maybe wanting to tell a little bit. So uh, have your have your say. So the fight, like I said, most of the stories are either busting balls or him helping people. Um, so we went to, this is a little bit infamous, if media or if you follow any of me, you guys on social, I sank a bike at JGR, a Suzuki for an intro um, back in the winter of 17. So during that trip, cool thing, we got to go to the cup shop and tour it head to toe. Kind of later in the evening, Dave Evans and Coy take us over there and we kind of almost got split up. Like me, Chris Wheeler from Suzuki, and one or two other guys kind of hung back because Koi was like, Dave was giving more of like a proper tour and Koi was just kind of like going room to room, just like, yes, talking shit on whoever was still working that late and telling us dumb stories of crap that happened and just <laughs> stuff. And so we enter the cup shop first thing. He's like giving us all shit about don't take any pictures, even though you're all Moto Media. Nobody cares what anybody Moto Media says. It's not like anybody watches it or anybody learned anything, but still keep your phones away, I think was the first thing he ripped on all of us. And then one of my favorites, we get to this room and at the time NASCAR didn't have standardized wheel guns. And he was kind of talking about a big deal about, Oh yeah, you know, we spent actually a lot of money on this because we've designed out these guns, uh, you know, that I can't remember say like across a whole wheel lug nuts, we're getting them off like almost half a second quicker. 
And then he was talking about, he goes, yeah, but the idiot guy in here didn't know what the hell he was doing anyways. The one guy that was working over there. And he goes, and some other team paid him a bunch of money because they thought he designed him and knew what he was doing. So I guess good for him. He got paid a bunch of money to go be an idiot somewhere else. (laughs) And he's just talking crap on every person we run in the room and they're just giving him crap back. So just watching him go through an entire NASCAR cup shop doing the exact same thing to every single person and still taking shots at all of us in media the entire time we're there. Uh, And, uh, we, we go to JGR, the track the next day. I, I, I weed it when I go into the mud puddle. The downside of that is I still have neck problems to this day from that crash. It, yes, I sank a bike. It was funny, but I actually kind of checked myself up pretty good. So we try to ride the rest of the day. I feel horrible. We have to ride again the next day. And Coy comes over to me, and he's, like, actually concerned. He's like, you okay? I'm like, no, dude. I'm stuck hunched over. My shoulder's jacked. My neck's jacked. I can't turn my head one way, like. I don't feel so good. And he's like, oh, I'll just, you know what? We'll go back by, I think it was at the cup shop. They had like, you know, a gym and an area for the guys that do the the pit crew stuff. And he's like, yeah, we have a, a carpenter PT I'll have that you can check you out. And I remember we, we ended up there pretty late and we kind of wander in. And the person was off. He called them back in just to come help me. Like <laughs> had them come in from their home or wherever for the evening just to come like, check me out, kind of get me strained out and adjusted and everything. So those are kind of my two short Koi stories, both the, the giving crap and the, the nice nature of him. But yeah, just overall a, a really good dude. Um, again, I, I can't say enough for if, if you get a chance to talk to like all the different guys that were on that team, um, I kind of touch on a little bit the fact that, you know, some of the younger kids on the team, uh, mechanic spots, different people had maybe some life issues. Koi was always handing out second and third chances um, you know, in situations he didn't have to do it, mm-hmm. and he—I I felt like he truly cared about all the all the guys that worked with him and under him. Um, and you don't see that that often. This no. this industry can be extremely cutthroat. Um, I've seen a lot of people get fired for a lot less, um, and he would continue to to help those dudes out. Well, that tracks absolutely with what everybody said Monday night. So, thank you for sharing that. Uh, we're going to go ahead and move on. We're going to get to some laughing and to some enjoyment. There are some you know, funny times with this weekend from Monday's show. Uh, before we do that, I want to give a shout-out to Steve Hall. He's a listener. He always timestamps and takes notes and send me notes. sends me notes every week. And this week, the first two hours of the show, I was driving home from the airport, so I had sent him a message, hey, can you, can you give me some really detailed timestamps in these first two hours? And he did. He took a lot of time for that. So thanks, Steve, for doing that. Uh, and then I want to thank Seal Savers for being on board. For 22 years, Seal Savers has offered the ultimate protection to the off-road industry. Seal Savers is the first and the original fork seal protection that protects your forks from dirt, dust, rocks, sand, and mud. Seal Savers will always continue to innovate and improve, which is what led to the development of the easy-to-install Zip-On Seal Savers. Not only do they have a full line of products for your motorcycle, Seal Savers has essential products that are crucial for the performance of your side-by-side and mountain bikes. Seal Savers is the ultimate protection, so enter code PULP25 for 25% off at sealsavers.com. All right, we're going to get into the vet races, guys, at W. All right, Glenn Helen this weekend. Again, Logan, you're too young to be involved with all this fun. But listening to these last couple of years' shows and this show, this weekend show, does it make you want to go race vets? Um, It makes me want to go and hang out with all you guys, yes. <laughs> yeah, but not race Glenn Helen, absolutely uh, not. Yeah, you're not an outdoor guy <laughs> at all. No, nothing about that track sounds fun to me, but it does sound like a fun event and to be around, you know, yeah. all your boys and drink some beers, have some laughs. I, I mean, I think it'd be a blast. 
It definitely is. Let's listen to a little bit of the audio for some general conversation from the weekend. I've been a tad critical of Glenn Helen and this world vet race over the years. I, I, I would say. There was some yelling in the past. A little bit. Yeah. And they were disorganized and lawless and everything. And, and I just felt like for the amount of people there, they should make changes. They should improve the facility. You two are both race promoters. Mm-hmm. In year one, I was just like, like, how the fuck is this even allowed? Like, how is this? What is going on? What is happening here? You were in shock. I was, I was, I remember back in the pits, I'm like, how is this allowed to happen? We're at the biggest, I'm at this biggest event that I've ever been to in my racing career. And it's just a free for all. And a little bit of awe, like what the hell is going on, right? With the, you know, disorganization and the, the staging debacle. 2022 has happened. Yep. And good job, Glenn Helen. Very good. Good job. They stepped up, Steve. Listen, they had corrals, three corrals for the races. We're going to talk about some improvements, but that went smoother. Mm -hmm. They... They gave a, they, they cut off one moto, so instead of four over a weekend, everybody got three. Mm-hmm. There was grooming on Sunday. Yep. There was knock on wood, no ambulance trips that I know of. The, I, they checked IDs. Yep. They listened to what we were saying. And by the way, you're fucking welcome. Everybody's welcome. Uh, ML, you were there. It was definitely a much better run show. Oh, obviously, Steve has to take credit. But what I'm most interested in here what's so surprised not i guess maybe not surprising is the reach that steve has like you cannot there's no way that anybody could say that they didn't listen and want to make changes because of what steve said like his reach in this industry is a little bit ridiculous almost yeah it's, it's actually the first thing i'll say was kind of shocking listening to the show is I was watching on YouTube feed. This is one of the first times in a while I've listened live just because experiencing it, I just wanted to listen to the, rant, listen to the ranting, the raving. Right. Um, I think I made a joke in the comment. I'm like, oh, let's start a drinking game for every time Steve takes freaking credit for fixing World Vets, <laughs> take a shot. And somebody's like, "You'll." I think we're me and somebody on the feed were joking. You'd be blacked out drunk in 30 minutes. He waited till like an hour and a half. Whenever we got to this point in the show, I was getting almost freaked out. I'm like, he's not going to take credit. When is he going to start taking credit? And then he finally did in, in typical Steve fashion. But we'll say still not as much as I thought. But yes, after listening to it last, uh, the show last year, you know, I have friends from all over the world um, that always ask me, oh, you live near Glen Helen. You must race there and ride there all the time. And no offense. I tell them all the time. The place is a joke. Races are run like crap there when throwing people. I hate it. I hate going there. Um so yeah, they, they deserved all the criticism and more they got from the year before. I had a lot of pent up energy over or anger and angst over racing there as a kid, so I agree with everything they said. Right. Uh Logan, just from what you've heard from the outside as a listener of Pulp over the last couple of years, and and kind of the uh the way Glen Helen, the what we think of Glen Helen, the the way they're perceived, are you surprised that they fixed all these things? Um, I don't know. I almost want to say no, because like you said, I think Steve's got such a big reach. Like, you know, everybody that has to do with that track, I'm sure has heard what Steve has said. And I'm, I mean, I can't not take that into consideration. I'm sure a lot of people can agree with, with what Steve said. So, I mean, it's cool that they stepped up this year and, you know, figured out all the things that were issues. Yeah. And yeah, it's cool to see the progress for there, I guess. Yeah. And Michael, you were there. So I keep saying that, but 
it was really also cool to see how many fans of the show were there to talk about the changes. And, and of course the, the, you know, the, the challenge between me and Steve that we're going to get to in a minute, but the listeners, like they were everywhere and they knew what the hell was going on. Oh yeah. I, I would say this. It's like really shocking where Moto media has gone between the podcast, all the video stuff we all do, you know, the people that work for each outlet are more personalities. Like, I mean, people watch this stuff. They pay attention. That's why we, we're doing a show about a freaking show because people care. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yes, you're running. I ran into so many people. Even when I wasn't with you guys, I just walked by and people were like, how's it going? Dark side being in practice? What's up? <laughs> like, I'm here. I'm here to watch it go down. Like, people, I, even some people weren't even outside. They're like, I'm just ready to watch that race. When's it, when's it coming up? Yeah, it was unreal. It was unreal. Well, obviously, we, we heard Team Guam's Chris Kiefer called in with another win for the team race, but utter mm-hmm. domination by Brownie in the pro race. That was kind of fun to watch, but let's listen to his call. Chris Kiefer, what's up, buddy? How are you? <laughs> you want to clank the metal, the one metal. <laughs> I got, I got on nothing the table, to clank On the about. table, that's right. <laughs> I'm wearing the metal. The sound of two medals. Well, one's still under review. Chris. Yeah, right. yeah. Let's right. let's 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 take it easy here. <laughs> Guamination, fellas. Guamination. Uh, uh, two years running, buddy. Aiden had another special gift for you besides the starting tip. Oh my God! So, thirty pro is on Sunday, and we had one World Cup moto Sunday. So I'm like, well, look, I'm there all day. I'm I'll just ride thirty pro. So, first moto crashed, you know, down the hill, came back. Got ninth. So the second moto. Passing Aiden move, by the way. Nice. Aiden, Aiden was trying to do something nice. He washed my bike. Well, as I'm talking to you guys and we're bullshitting, I seen Aiden spraying SC1 on my bike. And, and I don't think anything of it. You know, my buddy David Martinez, Fireman Dave, he is like the king of SC1. He probably buys into 50 gallon drums and he sprays everything in, with SC1. <laughs> so Aiden's like, ah, I'm going to do the Dave trick and spray the shit out of your bike. So I'm like, cool, yeah, make it look good. But. As, you know, we're in North 40, we're in Guam where we park, so I have to ride from Guam up to the start, you know, and I notice that I go to grab my front brake and my bike just keeps going. So I'm like, shit. I get to the, I get to the corral. Uh, nicely, calmly, Aiden, did you SC1 my bike? Yeah. You got my disc. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I was right there, too. I go, yes, you did. There's stuff on it. Grab some contact cleaner. So he hauled ass, ran back, got contact cleaner, sprayed the shit out of it, wiped out it. So I'm like, okay, whatever. And I kind of know what this, du- what this does. So I'm on the starting line. I go down Talladega, and I'm like, yep, that didn't work. Contact cleaner didn't work. I'm going up the hill. I uh, clip a guy's rear wheel because I missed the front brake. So he flies off the side of the track, and I'm like, yep, this isn't going to work. So I'm dragging the front brake all around the hill, and I'm like, all right. I'm done. So about the third, so this is what I did. So I was thinking, okay, I'm going to get off. This, I'm done. I have no front brake. I'm going to get off. So I go try to get off of the track. I by saw the start. this. Yeah. And then, but I'm so freaking pissed off. I, in my helmet, in my helmet, I go, no, Chris, take one more left because I was just going to go off. I was going to be like Mike Brown in the, in the 40 mode with some dude. Right. Yeah. So I went one lap, came back to the truck he was nowhere to be found. That little son of a bitch didn't come back to the van. He knew. Uh, Michael, I feel bad for Aiden because I think we all have had situations like that with our dads where we're like, oh, shit. You know, dad's, dad's going to kill me. 
but if this hadn't like I'm I'm so glad it did happen because this is the kind of shit we needed for the show. I was actually terribly disappointed that this was not the race tech rant. I was I was expecting more of it. <laughs> I was laughing though when we all figured out Aiden had screwed up and done this. Yeah. Like could not find him the rest of the day. <laughs> One time I see him kind of pop up from I think it's like Michael Allen's truck comes walking around and he just gets within seeing range of us. I said Hey, SC1, how's it going? He just puts his head down, turns around, walks away again, doesn't even get to the group. Yeah, it's perfect, though, for the show. Like, that's the kind of stuff we all go through. You know, who knows how many pits, Logan, throughout that race. There was, like, we're going to get to the minute, there's like 1,100 entries. Those kind of stories probably happened all weekend to all kinds of people, stuff like that. And because of this show, we get to enjoy that from our group of friends. Yeah, for sure. I can relate on the whole SC1 thing. I think I was at Atlanta press day and I somebody accidentally got some SC1 on my shrouds and it got on my riding pants and I literally <laughs> could barely even like double through the rhythm section. I, I don't I, I was so lost. I was so frustrated that day and because it pretty much ruined the whole press day. So I can totally relate to that. But yeah, <laughs> that's not that's not good. Let me ask you this, Logan. How do you feel about Chris Kiefer riding for Team Guam? I don't know, man. I don't think it's it's not cool. He's not. He should be on Team America, Team USA. Yeah. Why would he not be on Team America? And who was on Team America? Why would he? Why would he choose to go Guam over? America? That's a good question, Michael. We never really figured that out. I don't really. What is the backstory on Team Guam? I'm guess I mean it's a US territory. Well, so I know you, that. Even even if it was like how they did it this year at destinations, all you need is a US passport. I know Chris has won the team race there on USA. I do admit like the current team USA that went, I don't know anybody on it. <laughs> Sean Laponovich put together Guam. I'm guessing it was just to win medals. Funniness slash win medals because, you know, I don't know if Team USA would win otherwise. Well, the, the guy that and and we give Chris a lot of crap on the fact that he's probably doing it because he's open to earn himself a retirement home or vacation home or something in, in <laughs> Guam one day. Apparently, according to Sean, they they are going to have like a parade through the streets. It makes like the the country's newspaper concerning right. it's a couple streets. I, I don't know. They're I just know on a map Guam. Guam looks. I just know on a map Guam looks really really small. Yeah, yeah, and just for. People, so people know that the guy that was super excited for Team USA actually reached out on direct message on Instagram. He's he was so he was even more excited that Steve talked about it and like it made his day. Apparently, he works in some capacity for Dustin Pipes at HEP or something. Dustin said, "Yeah, he's like that all the time." So in our group text, I told Steve that like, hey, this is like the new seven do- seven deuce deuce. I mean, you got to get him on the show, and, and so Galdi and and New for like, oh, you got to have him on the show. Like this, it would be epic. And the guy was just, yeah, he was so excited. I don't know that Steve's actually gonna. Ha- I doubt he'll have him on the show, but the guy is a fan. He loved that he was talked about. Uh, he, dude, he was he was excited. It was pretty rad. It was funny, Michael. It was interesting, but shit, the dude was happy. Man, he was racing his dirt bike and had a good time. Got the, made the podium. Oh yeah, he was he was stoked. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, Chris Airbales enjoyed it, but that guy legitimately had a good time. He came up on the podium. He's high five and everybody's screaming, just yeah. pumped. Yeah, and it kind of took me, man. Like, I didn't, you know, I just like, man, this guy's like really fired up. And the more I watch him, like, oh, I'm stoked for this dude. Yeah, at I first, was like my first my first reaction was kind of like the. It's a, it's a little fun race. You're, you're taking crazy, <laughs> but then I start talking. I'm like, okay, I get it. Like. 
I would probably be doing the same. Yeah, I can't deny it was pretty. It, it, it looked excessive, but in, that, in my back of my mind, I was like, "Yeah, I might be just as excited." You never know. <clears throat> Uh, That's how you yeah. would have acted. If, if you ended you up on the beat, podium, Dark Side, uh, I guarantee you would have had the same reaction. Hell, I would have probably reacted like that if I'd beaten Steve one single Steve. moto. Right. Uh, one moto, you would have came in, stripped your gear off, and screaming at the top of your lungs <laughs> through the pits. Like, yeah, yeah, got him. <laughs> that bike would have been blown up. Yeah, yeah. Well, they did do some panic revs. They revved it a bit, and he threw it down. Yeah, that was the first thing. He threw the bike down, and Steve was like, "Okay, uh, yeah, we know." Oh, how- yeah. That's an instant known Steve's book. Yep, yep. <laughs> let's move on to Chris Kiefer's start. You're going to have some say in this, Michael, because you were involved with it, but let's listen to it first. You know, Michael Lindsay. He's, yep. Yeah, Michael Lindsay. He's, he's up by the Supercross track, packing the gate, basically, <laughs> right. for Kiefer. So, listen to that. And then they do the start, and it goes off, and Kiefer gets a bad start. And Newfin, they're kind of close, and I'm watching. And then you roll up right quick, and I'm like, okay, Steve's already here. I'm watching. I'm like, Fucking look at this gate. I'm like, look at it. It's like perfect. It's like it's made. And then I look at the 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 rut, and it doesn't even. You didn't eat. You went to the next gate to the left, and then all the way to the right. And you didn't even hit the groomed atmosphere that Lindsay gave you. I don't. I didn't even know what happened. What happened is I touched you at some point that day, and the transfer of power of <laughs> or the scoop. It might have been the scoop. It might have been the scoop, yeah. On the spot. concrete, like, yeah. Here's my problem. So my kid's on the starting line. He's like, Dad, your, your start sucked because this is like, you know, Sunday, right? So I'm like, oh, i got to switch something up. And he's like, Dad, you're way too far forward. Remember when I was at the combine and Tickle told me this and that? And He's like, you need to do this. So I'm like, well, fuck, you might be right, so I'm going to try it. And then that's exactly what happened when I switched it up <laughs> is that mark right there. Hey, don't think that was halfway down the straightaway thinking to myself, I hope to Christ no one had a video going on from behind me. Because <laughs> oh, that holy goes up. smokes. Because oh, I almost smoked the guy to the right of me, and he's probably going, what the hell's going on? So, Steve, that yeah, uh, was atrocious. Steve, yeah, so Michael, you you probably spent 10 to 15 minutes packing this gate, like you said, halfway to Talladega, and yeah, it didn't even get used. He, just, he missed all of it. Larry, I, I got to go back and look if I was shooting photo or video, but I'm standing up in the first corner and I just see him come out of the gate. And thank God there was nobody, I think, in the gate to the left of him. Otherwise, he would have smoked the dude. And then he cuts back so far to the right, he almost kills the dude to the right of him. <laughs> but the perfectly, like, you know, we've we've packed the dirt between where the gate falls and the concrete, so there's no hole in between. Right. Aiden started doing that. I. I mean, we've got him a perfectly prepped, packed gate because somehow Glen Helm's the only place you're allowed to prep in front of the gate. We've got it like 50 feet out on the main straightaway. Everyone thought Andy White be out there doing brownies, arguing with me. Whose side are you on? <laughs> I would make I would make it a point to pack twice as far as anybody. And yeah, Chris blew it. Just come. And Aiden's not wrong. His start sucked all freaking day. Yeah. So I mean, I, I didn't think it could get much worse. But if we had the video. You could definitely play the audio of Steve like ranting about how to start because it was, it was, I don't know how to say it. It isn't as bad as Steve's in the terms of like slowness, but in terms of sketchiness, 100% worse than Steve. <laughs> One direction all the way to the other. It was terrible. Logan, it's pretty great though. I, I, when he's, when Chris says at the end there, I'm, I'm thinking down the straightaway. I, I hope nobody videoed that. I'm so disappointed we missed it, and and it's and that's also part of this group thing with with your buddies, right? You're always looking to fuck with your buddies, and we missed an opportunity. Yeah, that sucks because I'm sure that video would have went crazy, just like the one that Steve had. Yeah, 
But yeah, yeah that's a bummer to miss that for sure. I would have liked to have seen that. And Michael, the parking situation that Steve's complaining about, did you? I didn't feel like we were that. I thought we were a great spot. Like literally, right down Vendor Road towards the end, you're there. Like I didn't think it was a big deal. But man, Mathis was really wound up about where we were parked. He had to be wound up about something. The rest of the event was going good. And uh, yeah, we were still we were parked closer to the starting gate than many other places you could be there. Uh, I was fine with it. I was perfectly fine with it. We got in and out easy. But uh, I don't know. I think I think Steve just needed something. <laughs> something he to complain a about. A little something. It just there wasn't anything else. He probably looked around and was just like, hmm, this is all I got. Yeah, you're probably right. Well, speaking of things that you can't complain about, Guts Racing was established in 1990 as a premier off-highway seat manufacturing company, offering high-performance seat covers and foam for motocross, supercross, and off-road competition. Guts Racing has worked with every top rider at some point of their career, from Steve Lampson and Jeremy McGrath, who was at Vets in the 90s, to Ricky Carmichael, James Stewart in the 2000s, and today with Rockstar Husky, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, and many more. If it's style and performance you want, you've come to the right place. So check out GutsRacing.com for info on the many products offered, such as the Phantom Light Seat Foam. All right, guys, my challenge to Steve a few months ago, it did not go well, did not go well at all. I was not prepared for the beast that is Glenn Helen. Let's listen to the meltdown conversation, and I've got some shit to say. So, one, so everybody hey, came back to the house to work on the bikes after Friday. So Darkside and, and Michael Lindsay come up, and then they're working on some stuff um, out in the, on the driveway. And I feel, since I am a soft, you know, sensitive asshole, like cautious. Robbie likes to say. Very cautious. Yeah, um, yeah you're hugging people. I, yeah. I, I feel like I, I'm empathetic. I see people and I can read what's going on. And I'm looking over <laughs> at Dark Side and I'm like, not really saying much. He has this. He looks like a crack addict because he lost 27 pounds, whatever the hell he's doing. And I'm like, dude, you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> no, how was your day? It was fine. I don't know what everybody's talking about. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Bro, I'm just asking you how it is. Like, everything's good? Yeah, man. Everything's fine. I'm having a great time. I'm just putting things <laughs> tired. I was already getting texts. Aiden was filming, right? Yeah. Uh, Aiden was Lindsay doing lap times, like, too. Yeah. yeah. He's, eight, he's eight seconds off. He's eight seconds off. Yep. He's We're screwed. We're screwed. I'm like, oh, boy. Those are those are facts, buddy. No, no, they're not facts, Kiefer. You, you like to stir the pot a little bit. So... I was fine. You, I knew when you came up to me with your fucking video camera, your little phone video, that you're looking for content. I'm like, what, man? I'm changing the fucking tires. What do you need right now? I know exactly what you're trying to do. You were yeah, rattled on Friday, Mr. Side. I was terrified. There's different. <laughs> you said. You said. You said to me, "I can't, man." I my can't head even, bounced off my, the bars. I can't even look at the line. My head's moving so much. <laughs> Dude, it, the track was so violent. I was. My vision was blurred on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> even his boss said he was very moody and angry. Mm-hmm. So it's just not me. Yeah. No. No. He was. He absolutely. All right, Logan. Let me set set the stage a little bit. Okay. Because you weren't there. Neither was anybody Here else. Come the Here comes the excuses. So, yes, the track was Changing terrible. The, narrative. the track was terrible. I was terrified of how bad the track was, and I was like, oh, shit, this is not going to be a good couple of days. And as Kiefer said in that audio, yeah, Aiden's at the track. He's filming. He's giving us lap times. He's not just filming going, hey, let, let's check this out. He's filming to fuck with me. He's you know, openly saying, talking about lap times to fuck with me. 
And then, of course, we get to Chris's house and Chris coming up with the video, the phone video. He's not videoing because he's like, hey, man, how's your day? No, he's trying to fuck with me. So as you know, Logan, with buddies, there was bad intentions involved in this. So, yeah, I was giving him a little <laughs> attitude. Somebody needs to be so on my you- side, Logan. I need your help, man. I need your. Ba- I need you to have my back. <laughs> I always got your back, but like as soon as you showed up on what was it Thursday for practice? Uh, Friday. Did you were, were you still feeling good at that point? Until I made one lap. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. As soon as he had that first lap, that, yep. dude, that track looks so crazy. I've had buddies that go there and say, like, dude, TV does TV does not do that track justice of how gnarly that track actually is and how steep them hills are. Uh-huh. Yeah, yep. I mean, I, I mean, I understand. I, I get it. I mean, I'm sure I'd be the exact same way but as you if I had a there. meltdown is a little bit exaggerated. I'm going to give you a chance, Michael, in a second because you won't have my back. But, uh, yeah, I wasn't having a meltdown. I just had people fucking with me the whole time, Logan. And Steve likes to stir the pot as well. But Chris and Aiden are the masters of stirring the pot. We, we see all these stupid fucking videos <laughs> they post or snapshots with the – uh, Snapchat filters where your face looks all fucked up, and I knew what they were doing. I see Aiden over there with his phone kind of hidden behind his jacket, and he's got this little fucked up grin on his face because he's filming shit. So, yeah, go ahead, Michael. Go ahead. To, to be fair, first off, the, the lap times and the we are fucked text was actually from me. I was texting Chris going, dude, we're going to need a fucking pep talk when we get back to the house. We're going to need a fucking Dick. sit down. This is not going well. Like, help, help, help. And, I mean, it started before we ever got to Chris's house. Every person I walked into on Friday that you spoke with, whether it's uh, Rich John Taylor, whether it's John Anderson, Andy, everybody's like, hey, is Jamie okay? He, he seems, like, really fired up. Like, he, he just seems like he's pissed today. I come here, hey, you good? Yeah, I'm fine. Why <laughs> Everybody asking? kept asking me. <laughs> you came across this so angry. Yeah, I, but I wasn't angry. I was like, oh, fuck. That's not how it came across. And, like, I knew pretty much right away this is not going to go well. And, yeah, the whole jumping in behind Steve thing was because I – I'll say that did not help. I think well, there was some small hope until you got him into the lap behind I, I ran off the track <laughs> in that section, and I turned around to get back on, and there was Steve. It was a coincidence. But, hey, that was funny because I was standing with Aiden when you yeah. did that, and we were talking about you. And I look up, and Aiden looks, goes, "Oh, he's flying off the track." Yeah, I thought that. Ta- <laughs> I thought that was two tables in a corner, like it used to be. So, yeah, uh, I wasn't. I was not in a great mood Friday. I will admit that, but I don't was not having a meltdown. I was just like, "Oh <laughs> okay. shit, this is not this okay." Is- melt side. Yeah, I thought. Fuck you. I was like, this is going to hey, be a we, Logan. We, I just we, knew, think about, like, I just knew it was going to be a very, very long weekend. Yeah. So I knew that my challenge uh, was not going to go well. I was instantly thinking, literally, Friday afternoon, Logan, first practice, I'm like, oh, fuck, Monday night's going to suck. Because <laughs> I already knew I was fucked. I can totally relate, dude. If I'm having like a shitty race day or a shitty practice day and like all my buddies are just fucking with me. Yeah. Like I'm already, I'm already like a little bit down, like, and then my buddies are just fucking with me even more. And then I, I mean, I get it. I get it. But I mean, I'd probably still be doing the same shit to my right. buddies. And Aiden, ha- Aiden just has this little <laughs> smirk on his face when he's being mischievous and you're just like, what 
motherfucker. Like, I think that's just him in general because yeah. he never behaved. But he did it. He's he was taking video. He was taking video of Steve while we're sitting around the fire. The same shit. And it, like he, he'll he'll turn his phone just a little bit so Chris can look at it, and Chris will giggle. He, 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 fuck those guys are. They are two in the same <laughs> shit stirs. And then Chris is like, "What man? We're not doing anything, man. We're not what? Yeah, assholes." <laughs> I will say Friday. <laughs> my favorite part, though, I don't know if you were going to bring this up, but I this made me the the was the, one of the funniest things about Friday to me. So we get to Chris's house. You're whatever you want to say, afraid, frazzled, irritated, whatever. You are in a mood. Yeah, I wasn't in a great Steve, mood. That's true. Steve, Steve is on top on cloud nine. <laughs> Steve is Mathis is the happiest I've ever seen him. He's talking to everybody. He's just enjoying life. All good. We get in the hot tub. We get you kind of like calm down. You start getting happy. And then Steve starts ranting about fires and jankiness and no chairs and gets angry and goes in the house and becomes antisocial. So what I've decided is if we have you both in the same room, there's kind of like this transfer of a power and energy. I don't know if you can both be like super happy at the same, at the same time. time. <laughs> Yeah, because everybody in the group noticed that the fire. We're like, "Hey, we just got Jamie stoked, and now Steve's buggering out." Yeah, Logan, you heard the the conversation about that, but like, legitimately, I thought Steve was joking. Like, he was sort of like, "Oh, this like Chris creates his fire in the fire pit, and we're all standing around." And Steve's like, "Oh, yeah, cool, a fire." Just being a smartass. Wow, this is fun. I'm like, okay, he's just being Steve, you know. But no, he was serious. And he's like, "Can we at least get chairs? You got no chairs for us." <laughs> Again, I think he's joking. I walked over and I got a chair off the patio and I sit down in the chair. And Steve's like, I'm just going inside. And goes inside and sits on the couch and just like leaves everybody. We're all sitting around still talking. <laughs> he was legitimately like had a tantrum. He's just a city boy, isn't he? Yeah, I guess. But I was like, but yeah, man. No, but Dark Side's having a meltdown. Good assholes. I wish I could have been around for all that shit, dude. It sounds so fun. It really fun. was. Like, the I had almost no fun racing, really. It, like, even when the track was pretty good Sunday morning, it wasn't that good. It wasn't that much fun. But the hang, the the camaraderie, the broing down, that was, like, you can't, yeah. like, they said you could probably sell this package. It was so much fun. There were people that were coming up to hang out, laughing with us, that, you, you know, just enjoying the entire uh just the, the mood of the thing with us. It was it was fantastic. Let's listen to what Steve had to say when I called in about my challenge and how things went. Any regrets oh, wow. for your any any regrets for your vicious social media campaign against me? I don't believe it ever got vicious, and no, no regrets. I was trying to hide. No regrets. Yeah. Someone else here no has no regrets either. Yeah, no regrets. Um, had a good time, man. So really, in the end, it doesn't matter. We had a lot of fun hanging out, and yeah, it was it was a good experience. Trying to have some fun, hype something up between me and Steve. And dude, how many people talked about it, Steve? How many people came up to you and thought it was, there was cool a lot. and were into it? It was awesome. I was going to say, Jamie. But can we just hold on? Sorry, I didn't. Yeah, go ahead. Mr. Side started this vicious campaign without talking to me first. So you just got attacked. I just got attacked. He didn't say, hey, man, how about we do this thing on fun social thing where I'm trying to race you, yeah. and then we ha ha, we have a great time. <laughs> oh, no. I was viciously attacked and cyber bullied without my permission. <laughs> I learned from the best, Steve. <laughs> Lest anyone see that Jamie's 18th in Moto 3. 
and you see my 17th, and lest anyone think that Mr. Side could even see me, the gap was 27 seconds from 17th to 18th. I don't know how that crow is tasting, but you might want to let me know. I'm sorry that a couple months of cyberbullying against you hurts you more than the six years of cyberbullying I've gotten from you. <laughs> there you go. Well, Mr. Side, it was a pleasure beating you this weekend in all three <coughs> motos. <laughs> it was a pleasure getting beat by you. It was a good time. I enjoyed it. Um, the, the friendships, the camaraderie of that event are really what it's all about. So Nope. I can't complain, beating man. Nope. So. Oh, okay. I'm just competing against myself. Logan, first of all, the 27 seconds... There, there's a reason for that. I got pinned on the first fucking lap when two dudes crashed in front of me and had nowhere to go. That cost me most of that time. So, Steve, come on, man. Let's be what about the other two motos? The second moto, I was pretty... Damn it, Michael. You're fucking pissing me off <laughs> in my back at all. I was pretty close to second moto until I stalled it. I wasn't that you, you were You were within, like, he was hitting the corner, getting ready to get on the main start train. You were in the corner before. You were within... Four seconds at the time you stalled it. Yeah. I wasn't so, going to catch no, him. Second. I'm not saying I was going to catch him. I have admitted he was better than me. But the gaps aren't super, super accurate con- considering the way things went, Logan. Just just making sure everybody knows. But, Logan, what I, what I want to bring up about that audio is him talking about me cyberbullying and stuff. It's just typical <laughs> Steve where he can twist things like all the shit talking he's been doing for years, fucking with me, uh, greasy hair, greasy bandana, all that stuff. Yeah. He, he forgets about all that. Oh yeah. No, yeah. he's, he's got it figured out. dude. I mean, <laughs> there's a reason he's so successful at what he does. He's good at kind of jabbing and yeah, he just makes shit for good radio. Like he knows he's wrong obviously, but he's just so good at like just making it fun to listen to, you know? Yeah. It was very entertaining. I, Michael, I'm very, it, it's fun to be a part of it. Like the the way my dynamic with Steve, the relationship has changed over the years. We're like we're legitimately friends now. It, it's like in the beginning, a lot of my buddies and people, I, just listeners, were like, "He's such an asshole to you," but really, he just treats me like he does everybody else, and it's it's okay. Oh, pretty much. Yeah. That was actually the one of the funnier things to watch the weekend because the way he treats Galdi and the way he treats <laughs> Noof and Chris and you and that. I mean, that's a huge part of the fun of the event. It's just like, yeah, it's just a bunch of just a bunch of dudes just thrown down. And it's kind of funny, the whole talk of doing like, <clears throat> on one hand, I'm bummed that there's a decent chance we're not doing World Vets as a group next year. Mm-hmm. Because on one hand, I want to see uh, you versus him again in a year. <laughs> However, the most enjoyable part of the weekend definitely was not the race. That did not look fun. Right. Uh, the fact that it's just all the camaraderie, it's all the shit talking. That's why we're all joking about we should do the 24 hours of Glen Helen because I've done that. And that is just hours of you kicking it around with your buddies, giving each other crap. So yeah. it's even, even longer. And there's the sleep deprived stage where stuff's even funnier and you're more irritable. So <laughs> and on one hand, I watched this year and I was like, man, ah, kind of sad this end probably happening again. But oh, well. Yeah. I might actually have a meltdown if I do the 24 hours. There might You might really see one at that point at 2 o'clock in the morning. You're like, hey, dude, you need to go ride. i be like, fuck you. Oh, I'll have a meltdown on you because I think they already have a pretty full-size team. I guess it depends how we break down the teams. It might be team versus team. We, yeah. we may have to put together one, and I am not a nice team captain. <laughs> the other, last thing I want to talk about, which involves me, is the rib conversation. 
Logan, <laughs> how the how the fuck do you eat ribs that are slathered in the most delicious barbecue sauce without making a mess? And if once Dude, you once you make a mess, uh, who cares? Yes. I'm finishing the ribs first. Hundred percent. Dude, my buddy made wings on the grill the other day, and they were just smothered in sauce. Yeah. And dude, everyone was looking at me like I was stupid because my whole face was completely covered. But I'm like, dude, I'm not gonna just wipe my face off between each bite. Exactly. I'm, I'm along for the ride, dude. <laughs> I didn't I'm give look like a jackass. Yeah, I didn't give an f. I was walking to the pits eating them like that. <laughs> I did not care. Michael Lindsay did not care. Let me set the stage real quick. So this is the fight part. You know, we're not that far from race time. Like the guys were talking about getting geared up. Here you come with this shitty grin on your face, just with shit all over your face. Kind of looking up, sliding around like, hey guys, what's up? <laughs> it's like, hey, we got to get ready. Oh, okay. And you're just, just all over the place. Does anybody want a rib? Anybody want a rib? <laughs> they were good. It's like, hey, we're... <laughs> All this shit talking, all this seriousness about vet vet nationals, and here's rib guy just slathering his face like, oh, we're racing soon? Oh, okay. They were good, man. Those fries <laughs> had some special seasoning. Oh, they're so good. I love it. I yeah, love you, it. Went, you went back to ribs at the truck? Yeah, dude. They had a barbecue, like a trailer. You know, they had a bunch of food trucks, and one of them was like Texas-style oh, barbecue my. and fries. Oh, that's this cool. This dude went two days in a row. Hell yeah, I did. And both times I made a mess and didn't care. <laughs> you know what else is good? Michelin Bicycle Tires. Michelin Motorcycle Tires is a proud sponsor of Pulp Mex, and Michelin Bicycle Tires has been a sponsor of this wrap-up show for the two or three years now. In 1891, Michelin patented the first detachable bead pneumatic bicycle tire, and to this day, Michelin continues to innovate and produce world-class podium-finishing products for both road and mountain bikes. If you'd like to ride the same Michelin Bicycle Tires as mountain bike legend Cam Zink, visit bike.michelin.com for all the details on Michelin's extensive range of bicycle products, including the Wild Enduro, which I run on my mountain bike, the E-Wild tires, the new BMX Pilot 20-inch tires, or any of the road models, bike.michelin.com. All right, uh, Michael, you and I have both had lots of time at the Kiefer's, visiting with the Kiefer's, and as Galdi said, Heather is an absolute gem. Let's listen to what he had to say. Along with a little bit of other we, uh, content, and we're going to talk oh, about how Kiefer. lucky Chris For is. all of her hospitality, we stayed at the house. Kiefer blasted I the Tiger at 4.45 in the morning. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was on awesome. Sunday. Was, not happy with that. No, it was amazing. Wake but, it up. Get your ass up. Oh, man. And then, he had, yeah, he had his own version no, of it, too. Let him sing better. the whole thing. Let him sing the whole He had, oh, it was the whole deal. I think you ruin the lives of other men if you go to this house. Your wife... <laughs> is unfucking believable with the service delivered. Carrying burgers and pizza and food and getting everything like that. I, I love my wife, and I think she's watching her in New Flow yeah. But they ain't going to the war zone like that. You're a, you're a special breed, my friend. You are a special breed. I don't know if it is the lovemaking or the hugs or the massages, or maybe she's stoked that you get you know parts for extra bikes for Aiden or whatever it is. <laughs> It is, a, it is a special bikes. fucking breed, what's going on over there, with your feet up, burritos delivered to the campfires, pizza passed to you. I, I, I've never seen this. I'm now twice into it. And kudos. Remarkable. It's, kudos. Kudos. It is unbelievable. It's like a science experiment. I'm, I'm like a, like a, I have a, a checkmark board. I'm watching like between Whoa. glass, and I'm watching this experiment going. I'm like, okay, how does this happen? Oh, that's an dynamic note of it, and it, it is it is pretty remarkable. Uh, it, let let it me ask you this, Galdi. If if someone said, hey, you can have this, but you have to be a hugger, 
you have to communicate with Amy, and you have to like be more loving and a little like a pussy, like me. Would you go that direction? Cautious. You have to be cautious, like Chris. No. <laughs> Logan, I I love that Galdi is just ranting and raving about how great Heather is and how she sets the bar and how no other buddy's nobody else's wife would do that. But no, I'm not doing that if I have to hug and be loving. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, fuck, man. It must be nice. Dude. I never had that in my life. Like re- the reality is Heather is yeah, she sets the bar very, very high. She actually gets f- upset if you try to do shit for yourself. But I love that Galdi is so happy about how good, great she is. But, yeah, it's not worth giving some hugs and being emotional. That's awesome. She sounds like a gem. <laughs> He's just a dude. I'm a dude, Michael. Can't do it. But, but yeah, Heather, Heather fucking rules, man, period. Michael. Oh, yep, sorry. Me. No, she is. I, I've spent a decent amount of time around their house and yeah, no, Chris, uh, Chris always jokes about being basement as fuck and taking care of it. He must have some secret behind his back because yeah, she, uh, uh Heather's a gem. She's she, all in, all in, all in with the lifestyle, what they do and everything. Um, uh, I don't know. I always joke like Chris loves to give, you know, relationship advice and like, Brought at all of us and everything, but like legitimately, him and his him and his wife have an amazing relationship, and I'm always like, I don't know, try to take notes. Yeah, yeah, good point. Um, and then the funny thing, Logan, is like the eye of the tiger thing happens Saturday, early Saturday morning. Yeah, probably around the same time. Michael and I are driving to the track, and he's jamming eye of the tiger. Like, no idea that they're doing, but just that, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, different version. Michael didn't have his own lyrics. But uh, the and the other thing is Logan. Just so you know, like when I stayed there to go race at Paula, he woke me up the same way with a fucking boom bottle in front of my door with tool blaring yeah. like at four thirty in the morning. So it's definitely oh, a go to. I cannot do that. I am not a morning person. Like all my boys and whoever I'm with knows. Like in the morning, do not talk to me until I have my cup of coffee. So you sound like Steve because Steve was very yeah. grumpy. Yeah, seriously, I'm not a I'm not a talker in the morning. It's right. Well, don't stay at Keefe's house because he will wake you up like that. Um, <laughs> well, let's let's make some fun of Steve for a minute. We gotta give gladly to the man doesn't know which knee brace to put on the leg. <laughs> oh, I, I yeah. pants on the backwards. Pants, the pants <laughs> on backwards. Look at pants that I turned him on to. His knee hey, brace. I pants. think there was. I think there was nerves in the seven six two corner too. Yeah, Listen, there's there's ass hanging over the ridge line. Ass cracks hanging over the ridge line. <laughs> Me and Heather are in the van across from him looking. I go, Heather. Those Liat marks are on his ass, and they're not. They're supposed to be in the front. I go. Should I tell him his, his pants are on backwards? I would have figured and it out. I think he was flustered because he saw Noof's nuts on the front seat of the yeah, truck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pants were backwards Saturday. Yeah. Knee braces were backwards. Actually, Friday. no. Pants were backwards Sunday because we were facing the truck was a different direction. No, no. Sunday I was no, good. Saturday. Yeah. Logan, this would have been the time for some video footage uh, with all the fun that was made of we- uh, weeds for having stuff on backwards in the past. To see Mathis, I missed all this, struggling in the back of his truck with you know knee braces on the wrong knee or pants on backwards. Again, another missed opportunity. Oh, man. Yeah. Like I said, I, I wish I could have hung out around all you guys. That whole <laughs> week it sounded like so much fun, just busting balls and drinking some beers. That's Did you guys, all, all of you guys slept at <clears throat> Kiefer's house? No, no. We, me, Michael and I stayed at Michael's <clears throat> parents' house. Or, or, Oh, gotcha. Yeah, they, they live close. A lot of a lot of people. 
Well, and Kiefer had a lot of people. There was a lot of people in that house. Uh, who who else was, was Galdi, Mathis, Newf? Galdi, Newf, and Mathis. Um, Not Vodge? Vodge, too, Mathis. right? Oh, yeah, Vodge, because yeah. he moved to Montana, so he was staying there, yeah. too. So, yeah, he had a house full. House. Um, yeah, a bunch of, yeah, it definitely was a house full of dudes when we were in a hot tub. Oh, yeah, Logan, did you see that picture? That that Yeah, yeah that was cute. A lot of sausages in that water. <laughs> Hey, I love that's the fact good. that Chris is the one that's like rounding everybody up. The the circus leader, like, okay, everybody to the hot tub. We all got in there. It's kind of quiet. He's like, you know, a lot of dicks in this hot tub. Well, <laughs> God damn it, it was your idea. Yeah. <laughs> he's usually the one with his dick out. Oh, yeah. uh, I was kind of. I'm almost surprised he didn't because he always tells me he goes, oh, I just tell the guys to get naked just to just to irritate Dark Side, just to make him uncomfortable. I thought at one point it was definitely going to happen. I was like, yep, here he goes. This is where he's going to make, he's going to get his Deseret to do his bidding and just make, make you uncomfortable and get you to run out. Yeah. You know that for, there's no, Steve would have made a much bigger deal out of that than I would have. There's no fucking way Steve would have dealt with that. No, <laughs> definitely not. Yeah. Well, in that audio, we heard a little bit about noose nuts. Why was he changing in the truck though? Uh, well, noose need bats. <laughs> They need to stay warm. Yeah. Right? You guys what? are all Dude, It was cold. Yeah. You just changed in my truck your your bare ass but, on my original yeah, seat. Yeah, you, you, have a, like, actually, you have a, a nice ball stain on your seat your now. Your OGO bag is so big, it takes up the whole bed line or a, the rig ridge bag. line. No, stop it. He, he was, likes to sit by so himself. So I was just like, you know what? I'll just I'll just move out of here and I'll just get dressed I've never in the seen truck. Change, I've never seen anybody change in a mid-sized <laughs> truck like that. Like, Michael, we saw... Noof and Galdi in the truck a few times. I never realized he was changing in the truck. And my biggest question is, maybe I'm the odd one here, but why are his nuts out? You can still wear your fucking underwear. Well, it depends on what riding shorts you're using. No, No, you still wear your underwear. Well, no, I I have a bunch that like I replace my underwear with different riding shorts. Not when you're in somebody else's truck. I mean, it is what it is. Logan, you don't put your fucking ball sack on somebody else's truck. <laughs> I might just have fucked with him. Oh, God. Where are I you? Say, I feel like I'll take a, a picture and send it to him, probably. Uh, I, you will never be riding in my tundra. <laughs> oh, come on. Nope. Sorry, you just got banned. Oh, well. Hey, it's freezing cold out. You're going to subject your buddy to getting naked outside. You're not even going to hook up your bro. Dude, Steve's changing the back of his own truck. Well, he's Canadian, okay? So I is Noof! Minia- yeah, but I met, here's my example. I'm at Minneapolis one year. It's like negative 20. Me and David Villeman are running around outside trying to figure out how to get in the building because we feel like we're going to die. And we look over and Steve's wearing freaking sandals and shorts and DV's just yelling at him, you're going to die. <laughs> Dave's just like, meh. I don't know what you're talking about. It's fine. Uh, it's, it's uncalled for, Noof. That was a, that was a party foul. <laughs> Those who ride dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs know Motorsport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear, and accessories. Motorsport.com's dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help get your ride working at peak performance and have you looking good, too. Whether you race on the track, ride on the trails, or commute on the street, make your next ride your best ride only at Motorsport.com. Don't forget to use the Motorsport widget on Pulpamex and PulpamexShow.com. Go through there, and you can get your Guts Racing seat covers, Mission Bicycle Tires, Mission Motorcycle Tires, as well as Seal Savers and most of the other sponsors of Pulp Mex. A few more things to get into. The games, Logan. The games that Steve tries to do, the trivia games. This week it was new. Who knows each other better, new for Galdi. These games are always great because they're usually just a 
shit show. They're not thought out very well. This is a you know a year after the two guys went five months without talking to each other. How'd you feel about this game? There were some definitely great moments of laughter. I think the questions were hard. Yeah. When I heard all the questions, I was like thinking to my best friend and I was like, man, I don't even know what I would say. Like I pretty much live with one of my best friends. I don't know. I think the questions were a bit tough, but I mean, it definitely makes for good radio. Yeah. I like when they, they go South. Usually the one that made me laugh the hardest though was uh, like, and this actually might not have been from the game show. I can't remember now, but it was, what is news proudest moment? And he said, 10 years at Atlas. It was from the game show. He said, 10 years at Atlas and Galdi's like, Okay, so your proudest moment is you held a job. Like that was some good, quick-witted. Hey, go ahead. And my my favorite part though is like uh, Goldie did a great job of answering like what he thought he'd be proud of. Like, oh yeah, like his work in all these schools, these writing schools, and all that stuff. Like that sounds something like you'd be some proud of. And yes, his is the generic. Oh, I managed to hold down a job for ten years. <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty ass backwards. I'd be pretty proud if Goldie could hold down a freaking job for ten years without getting fired. But with uh, news, it should just be expected. Yeah, I was thinking that the whole time. Like, why are you surprised? But like, you should be. You should be proud of that, Goldie. Because yeah, I don't see. I don't see Goldie being a very good employee. Uh, no. Yeah, and then the. You watched on YouTube, correct, Michael? Yeah. So, how about you, Logan? Did you happen to watch any of it on YouTube? I didn't. Okay. I wish I could have. I, I mean, I'm, I think I watched maybe like 15 minutes of it on YouTube, but that's all. Well, they were playing the video of when Noof said he first, you know, saw Galdi or whatever, and, and he was clapping for Galdi, and Galdi flipped him off, and they played this video, which was great radio for those that didn't watch it. They didn't know what they were talking about, but yeah. The line of sight, if Noof was standing where he said he was standing, it did not look like there was any chance he could have seen the crash, which, Michael, was making me crack up even more. And Goldie's was like, yeah, it's fabricated story, fabricated story. Dude, that whole hell thing. Which pixel are you? Which pixel are you? Like, I'm you right black? there. You said you're in black. Are you in black or are you in yellow? Like, I don't know what color I was wearing. Oh, my uh, God. I just like a couple there. like just two best friends slash yeah like, it was kind of funny whenever they would get each other's answer right you'd hear that oh like kind of that friendly <laughs> like i'm so proud of you but when they would each get each other's answer wrong they'd be like you idiot how would, why would you even say that why would you think that yeah i don't think it was good as the a ray Cade one but it was real close yeah. uh, it was up there for sure uh john anderson called in from w wheels wsa Dude, the number of entries, Logan, he said, we, we were talking this weekend and we had heard like 930, 940, something like that. Ended up being close to 1,100 entries from 23 or 24 countries. Like this event is unreal. And they, I didn't really pull any audio from John, but just really cool that they keep doing this for us vets. And it seems like it grows almost every year minus the COVID years. Yeah, it's really cool. Like I said, I mean, it would be cool to go out there and check that out one year, just go yeah. hang out and have a good time. But, I mean, shit. I mean, was there a plus 25 class there? There was. Plus 30 or what is it? There is a plus 25. Um, our, our good buddy, our, our vital tester, our Jacob Hayes, decided to try to grenade his <laughs> knee in it. Uh, he's still recovering this week, so yeah. Um, but yes, there is a plus 25, but it's only called expert. There's like almost no person at the big pushes for the, the 30 and the 40 pro. 
Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a good time. It's cool to see, especially John John Anderson. He, he, he seems like a really cool dude. I've actually been emailing back and forth with him a little bit about possibly doing something for this year, so hopefully that works. But, yeah, it seems like a super cool dude. I, I thought it was really funny when, who was it, new for somebody said something about the basement, and he was like, no. Like, no, I'm not in the basement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought well, that was pretty funny. He, he was hearing that throughout the weekend because Kiefer was looking for Kristen. Kristen was kind of hiding from Kiefer. So me and Galdi <laughs> and Noof went over to take pictures specifically just to frustrate Kiefer. And, yeah, John was just standing off the side going, okay, everybody just, you know, like, yeah, take pictures with my wife. I guess so. And, and, and Michael, by the way, I think it's 13 years is the difference between them. We were talking really? about that. Really? It yeah. was that high. Yeah. <clears throat> it was definitely over yeah. 10. Because I interviewed Kristen last night on my show. And, yeah, she we laughed about that for a long time. But, uh, yeah, John, I mean, she's she's a t- she's a dime, no doubt. Yeah. I I just stoked for them the, the event went well. Because, yeah, yep. we talked about, you know, oh, it's cool they do this. But, you know, they have a major reason for it. Um, Kristen's um, – dad who is of course um john's father-in-law that passed away tom white tom is a legacy person in this industry um somebody i got to spend personally a decent amount of time with when i was when i was younger when i go to rem it was actually really cool i i think back to this and like i was an annoying brat of a kid who just talked too much like I, everybody jokes calls me talking boy uh i remember being at the glen helen national one year and he let me come up to the booth and for the local not you know on tv but just the local loudspeaker thing when i was like 14 let me announce a moto with them and oh, cool. tom was just such an amazing guy um you know big thing they keep they keep this event running for kind of his legacy and the the edison die award they do there was you know, kind of Tom's doing and the, the yep. whole vet national racing. So that's the reason why they're so involved with it. Um, you know, I'm sure I'll go, Oh, you know, that guy's by wheels. Like, yeah, it's cool. They market and they do this. You know, they have a, a very deep family reason um, for continuing to be involved in this and that continuing to try to make it better because of what it meant to, uh, to Tom. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> this year, Jeremy McGrath got the Edison die award. Uh, he, he was there. It was really cool to watch him race and he had some connections with John and uh, John Tom White also, so that was really cool. Uh, yeah, that's another reason to go, Logan. Like you, you could have hung out with McGrath this weekend. Oh, dude, that would be awesome. I'm a big fan of McGrath based off everything that you guys have said about him. He seems yeah. like just a, such a chill guy. Well, just if, if you want to get to know him a little bit better, you should listen to last night's Moto X Pod show because it was pretty great. He was on, and yeah, you'll see what kind of what, what we talked about. What a great guy he is, Logan. So check out the show. Plug, plug, plug. Soon to be on Vital, on Vital MX's pod, Moto X pod show. Coming to you soon through Vital. Plug, 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 Steve. Sorry. Uh, last piece of <laughs> audio I want to play is, I love Galdi, but he had some ridiculous statements. It's Galdi started the weekend Outlandish. here in Vegas. Outlandish. Saying a McDonald's cheeseburger is better than In-N-Out. Right. That's what he started with on Thursday. That's insanity. Yeah, he, that's what he started with. Marks, what do you think? No, put that Talent. hand down. Put that hand down before I come smack it. Teacher, listen so, to me. Can I have the floor? First thing he Not says. That. Then he tells Chris, you're a cautious vet rider. You're just a cautious vet rider. Yeah. You can't beat Brownie. Yeah, you can't beat Brownie. Because you're a cautious vet rider. Right. Yeah. I, those aren't that outlandish. No, those, those are outlandish. Outlandish. Another hour on the show, we can I, I explain these these comments, but you don't. I get it. It's fine. Logan, outlandish. That's in and out being lesser than McDonald's is like like I, I don't know. I feel like he should go to jail for that. Almost you put him away for life. There's something wrong. Yeah, zero chance. I'm not a burger guy, but 
I mean, uh, an in and out burger is pretty damn good. Michael? I've lost all respect for him. <laughs> Completely. Um, and he stood he by that, it. I would have just, just put him back on the plane and sent him home. Look, he, I'm a SoCal guy. I argue with people all the time that in and out French fries aren't that bad because they really aren't that good. But their burgers are freaking phenomenal. If you really think a crappy McDonald's cheeseburger is better than an In-N-Out burger, he, he's hit his head too many times. It's didn't, over. Didn't he say that it was his favorite restaurant? Uh, don't get me wrong. That I understand. Like, I, I have this thing where ever, whenever I travel to another country, I try McDonald's in every country. Like, I love okay. McDonald's french fries. I love I love freaking chicken nuggets from them. Yeah. But their burgers are not that good. Right. Yeah. Galdi's just wrong. There is no other way. There is no way other way to talk about this conversation other than Galdi is fucking wrong. Absolutely. All right. Last. And if anybody oh. listening to this show agrees with him, I don't like you. <laughs> the last topic you kind of touched on this a little while ago, Michael Lindsay, is the fact that the boys are considering doing the twenty-four hours of Glen Helen, or possibly more so, more likely now, the Southwick uh, race with Keith Johnson. This, this would be a whole new experience and probably set that following Pulpomex show to even a whole nother level. To race an outdoor off-road race that's 24 hours long or how whatever, miles and miles and miles long. I just feel like the stories that would come out of that event, the the mechanical failures, who knows? Like It, it could be the most epic show of all time, Michael. I'm all for it. Like I said earlier, I've done that event. You're just delirious during the evening. Um, I can see them all are off paper season arguing who's going to ride in the dark. I can see Galdi getting hammered in the middle of the race. Oh, jeez! Riding a bike off a cliff in the dark at Glen Helen, uh, spending an hour trying to find him. Like, I'm all in. The Southwick race sounds cool. Don't get me wrong. I'm all in for the 24 hour. I want it to happen. It will make for an epic show. Please, please, God, let it happen. Logan, what are your thoughts? There is no chance that I don't think those guys are that, that those guys are going to finish. There's, I mean, we know you're not going to finish. I mean, you, you ouch! Can't no, no, it's team, not twenty. You know it's, it's a team. It's a team race, though. It's not you. Each oh, I know. For Twenty-four hours, but still, how many people are on a team? Four. So you're still going to put in up to six. <laughs> up to oh, six up to on six. the amateur classes. God, but still, that's a lot of riding. I could do an hour and then wait five more hours, Logan, and race again. I'm okay. Dick. All right. Well, hopefully, hopefully we have this happen. Wow, just calling your guest Dick. Wow. Well, nobody this has is, my this back. This is Friday. This is Friday. All I'm melting again. down again. Apparently. Hey, you're his boss, man. Fire him. <laughs> I have had. I that. mean, clippy, 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 clippy. <laughs> well, I think it's something's going to happen different next year. So we're gonna we have something to look forward to. We should start promoting it now. There's going to be an epic show about some kind of racing. Probably other than Glen Helen. Can't wait for it. I think for this episode, that's going to be a wrap. I want to thank Guts Racing, Motorsport.com, Michelin Bicycle Tires, Seal Savers. And I want to thank all the sponsors of Pulp Mix, including Fly Racing, X Brand Goggles, Race Tech. Just go to PulpMixShow.com. The, the sponsors are there. There's links, discount codes if they're available. Use those codes, use those sponsors to keep promoting uh, Pulp Mix so they keep supporting Pulp Mix. Other than that, Michael, anything I missed that you want to talk about? I mean, we could easily turn this into a two-hour show. There's so much more that can be said about your attitude over the weekend. Oh, God. I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to mute you. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't, honestly. 
Maybe I hey, did. I may, I may be your boss, but in this situation, you have the power over me. I'm surprised you have not exercised it yet. <laughs> we don't know that I have it. I may cut all of your audio out. We'll only know <laughs> by tomorrow. Logan, anything I missed that you wanted to talk about? No, man, I don't think so. I think it was overall a really good show. And yeah, I feel like we hit pretty much the nail on the head on everything. Well, I appreciate you guys having some time to do this. It was a lot of fun. Uh, there will be one next week. There's a show. The Pulp Mix show is Tuesday night, which I also consider a party foul because there is another show I'm supposed to do that night. But we will make it happen. Only a few more wrap-up shows to go this year uh, forever. It's, it's almost over. I don't think, I don't think Steve's going to fill this position. Maybe I'm wrong. But if you enjoy the show, there's only a few to go. But we are out. Why would you want to re-talk about the Pulp show? Tell me